Welcome to Solicited Advice to Live Your Best Life. I'm your host, Kate Hess. You're in the right place if you're tired of feeling stressed, anxious, and overwhelmed, or if your critical inner voice is the loudest voice in your head. Join me each week for actionable, healthful, and healing habits based in mental and emotional hygiene practices to help you turn your self-criticism into self-love. And along the way, bring more freedom, serenity, resilience, and joy into your life. I'm a mental and emotional hygiene coach, and I'm thrilled to join you each week to answer your questions and help you live your best life. I'm so glad you're joining me today for the first episode of Solicited Advice to Live Your Best Life. You might be familiar with my video series, also titled Solicited Advice. I'll be following the same format, answering your questions with tools and techniques to help you address the areas where you're facing the biggest challenges in your life. One thing that will be a little different from the video series, and I'm super excited about, is many of the episodes in this podcast will have worksheets to go along with the episode to help you take action implementing the tools and techniques in your life. Many years ago, when I first started finding my way out of burnout, I was participating in a group coaching program, and we were asked to write our life story. That was it. No other direction or instructions. Just write your life story. And I'll be honest, I had absolutely no idea what to do with that. What exactly was I supposed to write about? My life from birth to present? Where I wanted my life to go from here? The factual experience? the emotional experience? I was honestly at a loss. It felt a little like the Underpants Gnomes episode of South Park. If you're not familiar, the Gnomes had a three-point business model. Step one, gather underpants. Step two, step three, profit. And because I didn't know how to get from assignment to product, I never ended up doing the exercise. And I really don't want to do that to you. Which is why I'm so excited about the worksheets that will accompany so many of the upcoming podcast episodes. I love to break things down into manageable pieces to help you get from point A to point Z without assuming you know what the steps are in B through Y. So if you've ever felt at a loss when attempting to tackle personal development, or it feels like everyone is talking in a foreign language, you've come to the right place. You might have noticed I mentioned mental and emotional hygiene in the introduction to the podcast, and you might be wondering what exactly that is. That's a great question. Mental and emotional hygiene is thinking and acting in ways that allow you to approach everything in your life with healthy thoughts and emotions. Think of it like this. Just like hand washing removes dirt and germs, mental and emotional hygiene techniques remove thoughts, emotions, and patterns of behavior that keep you stuck, stagnant, and from living your best life. While most of us learned all about personal hygiene growing up, caring for our mental and emotional health often gets missed. But these healthful and healing habits are just as important as washing your hands and brushing your teeth. And we're our happiest, healthiest selves when we incorporate them into our daily lives. 
Over the years, I've identified four categories of mental and emotional hygiene tools and techniques. Each one plays a special role in helping you to quiet your critical inner voice and create an inner sanctuary. I call these categories the four C's of quieting your inner critic. I want to briefly outline each category for you. The first C is creating space to do the work. If you're looking at a never-ending to-do list and wondering how on earth you're going to find time to do one more thing, even if in the long run it will make your life better, I totally understand. That's why the very first C is about creating space. Finding simple ways to reclaim time so you can start to not only breathe a little easier, but also feel ready to begin to dive into the other three C's without feeling like you're letting all the important things in your life slip through the cracks. The second C is clarifying your unique priorities and values. You are not a cookie cutter duplicate of anyone else. And what's important to you is not necessarily what's important to anyone else. Additionally, what's important to you right now might be different than what was important to you 10 years ago and what will be important to you in 10 more years. Think for a minute of a single person in their 20s with no kids working a nine-to-five job. The important things in their life are going to be very different from a solopreneur mom whose struggling kids work in a relationship. And then think of someone who's retired and their kids are grown and out of the house. Again, they'll have different priorities than the first two people we imagined. Your unique priorities are much deeper than simply the stages of life you're experiencing but this is a great way to start understanding the concept. The third C is constructing and maintaining healthy boundaries. This follows closely on the heels of clarifying your unique priorities, because it doesn't matter how well you know what's important to you if you can't figure out how to make room for it in your life. A great way to start thinking about healthy boundaries is by recognizing that every yes is also a no. If you're going to say yes to something, you're saying no to anything else you could use that time, energy, or other resource for. Healthy boundaries help you say yes to the things that are truly important to you, while saying no to the things that pull you away from your priorities. The fourth and final C is consistent, sufficient, and sustainable self-care and self-work. Self-care is how we replenish our mental, physical, and emotional energy reserves, and it's so much more than a bubble bath or a massage. Self-work is something you might have heard referred to as personal development. It's how we learn and grow. Both are critically important to living your best life, but while self-care can replenish your energy reserves, self-work uses energy. We need to find a balance between the two to make sure we're getting what we need each day to feel our best, as well as continue to move forward toward our goals and dreams. I want to share a little bit about my journey to help you see how I came to understand the importance of each of these four C's. Nearly a decade ago, I climbed under my desk at work each and every afternoon. I'd curl up in a little ball and I'd cry desperately trying to vent the stress, frustration, and overwhelm that was constantly present in my life. Growing up as a people pleaser, I believed everyone else's needs were more important than my own. I believed I could do it all. I thought I could be everything to everyone. 
So I spent years making sure that I was taking care of as many people as possible. I worked for nonprofit organizations, giving 110% to the organizations and the people they served. And I prided myself on giving all of my time and energy, and then some, to help take care of friends, family, and coworkers. But here's my secret. I wasn't giving everything to everyone out of some purely altruistic place. While I truly cared about everyone in my life, and I really believed in the mission of the organizations I worked for, the reason I gave and gave and gave was because I thought I needed to earn the good things in my life. I let my inner critic tell me I wasn't deserving of love, of happiness, of self-care and relaxation. My inner critic kept reminding me of how much better my life was than so many other people. That voice was always there to remind me that I needed to give back, that I needed to earn all the good things I had in my life. And when I felt overwhelmed, exhausted, or like I couldn't do one more thing, my inner critic reminded me that other people had it so much worse. And I just needed to suck it up and keep going. So I became a martyr, sacrificing my needs at the altar of taking care of others. Until one day I finally realized this wasn't sustainable and I was ready for something different. For most of my adult life, I gave and gave and gave until I got so burnt out I had to make a change out of self-preservation. It once got so bad, my therapist suggested I consider taking medical leave from work. Given what you've heard about my story so far, are you surprised I refused? When I'd reached this point of burnout, I would jettison something or someone from my life, only to repeat the cycle over and over and over again. Several jobs, one divorce, estranged relationships with dear friends and family, And I finally realized I wasn't happy, this dynamic wasn't healthy, and it wasn't sustainable. The problem wasn't that one job or that one person. The common denominator and the problem was me. And I not only couldn't keep going the way I had been, but I didn't want to keep going that way. So I set out to find another way. I started going to yoga classes. I learned about healthy boundaries. I read countless books, spent hundreds upon hundreds of hours in personal development courses, seminars, and symposiums. And I began to apply it all to my life, becoming my own test subject to figure out what worked and what didn't. And slowly, through trial and error, I learned how to soothe my inner critic and how to create my inner sanctuary, how to use all the tools I was learning to create a life I love a life I'm excited to wake up to each morning. That same stubborn streak that made me push so hard to take care of others, it also helped me keep going through successes and failures to learn how to take care of myself. And now, I use everything I've learned to teach other people-pleasers how to soothe their own inner critics, how to create their own inner sanctuaries, and how to wake up each morning excited to be living their lives, not overwhelmed by everything they feel obligated to do for everyone else. Because I truly believe you don't earn your happy. I spent 
way too much of my life feeling like I wasn't enough. Feeling like I needed to find a way to be a better, more efficient version of myself in order to earn my happiness in the life I wanted. I know I'm not alone, and I don't want you to spend one more day lost in that same sea of self-blame, shame, guilt, or self-doubt. Because I believe you deserve to thrive. I don't want you to live a life where you're just surviving. You deserve to thrive, both externally and internally. And I believe anyone can change their lives for the better if they commit to that change and utilize the tools they need. Living your best life isn't limited to just a chosen few. So get ready to enjoy your life. Because I believe when you use mental and emotional hygiene tools to create space to do the work, to get clarity on your unique priorities, construct healthy boundaries, and develop a consistent, sufficient, and sustainable self-care and self-work routine, your life becomes a joy, not a chore. There's one more thing I want to talk about before I wrap up this episode. And that's understanding the why behind each of these actionable tools and techniques I offer. Because when we understand why, it makes it easier not only to justify the time and energy it takes to incorporate it into our lives and make it a habit, it also gives you the knowledge to tailor the tools to meet your specific needs. As a kid, one of my favorite books was called The Big Book of Facts. I read that book so much the cover eventually fell off. I was fascinated by learning the how and why behind things both familiar and strange, and I never lost that fascination. So each episode, as I answer your questions, I'll not only be offering you solicited advice to change the way you think about, approach, or handle the problem, I'll also be covering the why behind these mental and emotional hygiene tools and techniques. Plus, don't forget those worksheets and checklists breaking down the process into manageable steps with clear direction to help you take the steps to live your best life. Thank you so much for hanging in to the end. I've got so many exciting things planned I can't wait to share with you. So please hit subscribe wherever you receive podcasts. If you've got a question that you'd love to hear addressed on a future episode, please submit it using the form on my website at nourishnestbreathe.com slash podcast. I'll include that link in the show notes. And remember, living your best life isn't about changing your life. It's about changing the way you show up for your life. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Solicited Advice to Live Your Best Life. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a rating and review wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. Your rating and review makes it possible for other people just like you to discover this podcast. And don't forget to check out all of my free resources at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash resources. I'm sending you a great big hug. You've got this.